I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Coming out of his beat six and seven. Top the ball versus Brendan Eight. Oh, wow. No, no, no. Welcome to round 18 of the Supercoach 365 podcast. Ryan and Tommy back to talk, obviously, round 18, the run home, but also Origin 3. This is Origin Eve. You may be listening to us on uh, the morning of Origin 3. So if you are, happy Origin Day, Tommy Hudson. We're looking forward to the decider, but I know you and I are both looking forward to eight games of footy this weekend to get stuck into the run home. Yeah, good day, Ryan. Exactly right. Like, I am keen for Origin tonight or tomorrow night as we record now, but definitely uh, getting back to, you know, eight games a weekend for the next eight weeks and the run into the finals and the Supercoach finals as well. It's going to be a great couple of months. Yeah, of course. Uh, the run home, the glory-bound rounds, we're definitely headed that way now. Just three weeks until Supercoach finals in most competitions. Obviously, uh, the grand final as such brought forward by default to round 24 this year. I mean, we saw that last year in, in round 25, how many uh, players rested that final week. We're going to see it again this week, uh, potentially with the Penrith Panthers, although team lists news confirmed the carnage uh, today, didn't it? So sort of we get an early glimpse at uh, what we may be expecting at the back end of the season uh, come this week. Yeah, definitely, and it, it kind of makes those players, myself included, who are, don't have many trades left, a bit nervous when you see, I guess, rounds where there's a lot of players rested. Like you said before, round 25 is a great chance to be just that as well. So I think keeping a few trades up your sleeve like you have could be a good plan. Seven weeks to go total. That's including finals and such. So uh, you and I, we may have to find a way to keep ourselves busy in the Supercoach offseason. Of course, the NRL finals end to look forward to as well. But before we get into that, Tommy, let's talk yourself mate you don't want to gloat to kick us off tonight but important we start here because you are airborne you've locked down a spot in the uh, top 300 as it is heading into round 18 on the back of a big score in the buy affected week last week yeah i got 761 in the buy around which is a bit above average up to 271 overall uh, season rank which is the highest i've ever been for sure uh, it's still a long way off the leaders. I think a few other people have mentioned this across podcasts, how far the leaders are ahead this year. So it's pretty hard to, to uh, run them down. But 
you know, top probably now top 300 or even top 100 would be a great result for me. Yep. And uh, hopefully you can push on into the top 100. And speaking of uh, those other podcasts, what about um, Tim Moody, the reigning champion? He's of every chance to go back to back. It's like winning the lotto twice, really, probably even more difficult than that. Uh, when you consider the amount of factors that go into planning and, and strategies and such, Tim, uh, of the Supercoach Experience podcast, so too winning mood. He's, he's getting everywhere these days, um, and rightly so, because he's 37th overall and every chance of uh, striking again. This might sound ridiculous, but if he won again, that should be like a news story, because that is just incredible to, to beat out, you know, over 100,000 people two years in a row. That would yeah. just be incredible. But, you know, still seven, eight weeks to go, so a lot of uh, water to go under the bridge just yet. Of course, uh, myself, before we get into round 18, uh, 676 last week. Look, it was only top 12%, but it was enough to see a green arrow, uh, a season rank change of 777. So all the sevens there. Seven's my lucky number, and maybe I'm lucky to keep moving up into, uh, well, now the top 4% overall. Tommy, let's do this. Of course, the good, the bad, and the ugly from round 17. Probably the buy period as well as we look back on uh, the last four weeks. We'll talk a bit of that, but let's kick off with a bit of good. And the green arrows were my good. Speaking of buy weeks, what about the trade ins of Hosking and Pole? Uh, the two nuffs as they were combined for a score upwards of 100. So in a week I didn't really target those sort of moves to get Ryan Pappenhausen in, coincidentally, uh, brought me a good result. And in the end, uh, the green arrow, like I say. Yeah, Hosking was a, was a bit of a surprise packet. You know, seven days ago, we didn't know who he was, and he played quite well on Sunday, scored really well for super coaches who took the punt on him. Uh, my good would definitely have to be the South players. I have Walker and Mitchell, uh, particularly 119 for Walker, 93 for Luttrell, and they were just uh, wrecking ball the other night. And, you know, when they're playing as good as they were the other day, South can be a real dominant force in this comp. Yeah, we'll uh, talk uh, plenty about Souths later on when we get to their preview against the Bulldogs. Another good matchup for Latrell and Cody and probably Alex Johnston as well, uh, who returns this week from injury. Uh, the bad, though, for mine, I already mentioned his name there, Ryan Pappenhausen. It has to be bad, just the way he played against the Sharks. Not just him, though, the Sharks, or rather the Storm in general. And uh, as much as Pappenhausen was... Uh, would you call it a failure? A 49 upon return? I think we all rushed into... Uh, the goal-kicking number one, who's now not goal-kicking. So that's another concern for Pappenhausen. Yeah, it is. He just seems to get injured. He was very injured the other night. You could tell. He had, I think he had a cork in his back or something like that. So that definitely hampered him, and the storm just weren't going well. And that's my bad as well, really. But I'm, I'm thankful that I had the vice-captain on him and not the captain. I think 13% had the captain on Pappenhausen, and yeah. you were kind of screwed after that, I guess. Of course, uh, well, we can throw in reverting back to a bit of good there. Isaiah Papali'i, probably a popular captain, picked last week and, and did a job uh, for me, definitely, maybe you as well. Yeah, I, I landed on him after that and 90 of the best from him. That was a really good effort. And that was, uh, he came off with 10 minutes to go, but no, he'd done his work by then. Uh, the ugly to round us out here, look... Uh, my trade planning, many people targeted round 17. I actually targeted round 18, and that could be very well out the window. Uh, I'll expand upon that in our trading places segment at the back end of the podcast. But uh, looking at some of these origin restings, who's...
Yeah, I agree with you. I think uh, Tracy also adds that utility factor. Like he has played his junior footy in the halves. He was a junior kangaroo, or at least a schoolboy um, wearing the sevens. So we've seen him at fullback as well. So maybe more versatility there with uh, Connor Tracy. Tommy, I want to ask you, and I wouldn't dare challenge your opinion because you're flying. You're 279. But this time last week we sat here, you said Sharks are flat track bullies. They went out and pumped the storm in pretty convincing fashion. Do you want to retract that statement? No, not at all. Um, I think if you look at that Storm team, 1-17, they weren't the Melbourne Storm with their aura. That's a flat track. Not, that was not a good team. Their back line was full of reserve graders, really. So, look, I'm not... Obviously, Sharks played well. I'm not going to discount that, but I wouldn't say that they've declared themselves as being able to match it with the big team. For what it's worth, uh, playing anytime try scorers. We mention them every week. Ronaldo and uh, Sione Katoa. They seem to just score every week. $2 uh, you'll get for each of those to score a try. I'm with Scotty Drinkwater. $2.44 anytime. I think potentially as well with no Tuolungi, no Valentine Holmes. Just Drinkwater trailing up the middle. He's such a good support player. And $2.44, that's where I'd be going uh, if I was having a bet on that one. Um, let's move on, though. Also on uh, Friday, this one, 7.55 p.m., uh, Parramatta at home to the Warriors. And, of course, uh, the Eels at Combank Stadium. They've won six of their past seven games there, and they've won their three or last three games against the Warriors as well. So at $1.14 head-to-head, topsport.com.au, it's hard to argue with the market given uh, those figures there. Yeah, no, absolutely. In the way, I guess the Warriors for most of the year have been pretty disappointing. Um, but Parra, hard team to trust. So I don't know if we're diving into a dollar fourteen person. Yeah, they've sort of been up and down, haven't they? Uh, and of course, they've still got some origin names there to figure. Junior Bolo, uh, one of those who's named to back up, and I guess dependent on his minutes for New South Wales, what he will output for Parramatta on Friday. Uh, Nia Kore shifts back to lock. Of course, Ryan Madison still missing. Uh, with that rib concern. So uh, I know his name was uh, popular in Supercoach circles a couple of weeks ago, at least before uh, that first buy. Uh, and also for the Warriors, some good news. Reese Walsh is back on deck after he missed their last game, or at least two weeks back with uh, the New Zealand homecoming, thanks to COVID. So he gets a go here against uh, Parramatta. I think this is his first game out after signing that deal with Brisbane. So he may have a point to prove. Yeah, he's got eight games, I guess, left in the Warriors jersey. He's been, I know he's leaving or he's going to reach his peak, but I still think he's been a good signing for them. Uh, Their attack, really, for the past year and a half. So uh, good luck to him at Brisbane, I guess. Just on the Eels in this game, I don't think there's many Warriors talking points, but for Eels, what do we make of their run home? I think a lot of people are saying it's easy. I guess this game is, but they still have games in the next few weeks against the Broncos, the Panthers, Manly. I don't think it's and then South who they seem to always lose to. I don't think it's the yeah. easiest run. And they seem to lose the games that they should win and win the games that they arguably should lose. Um, so yeah, I don't think there's any any guarantee that there's any easy games in the NRL, uh, not least Parramatta. Even that game against the Tigers last week, they trailed 12-0. So it just shows you that they do need a, a challenge of sorts to come out and, and find a win. Um, speaking of, I know that Dylan Brown and Sean Lane were popular trade-in targets last week. Were you disappointed with their scores given, I mean, it could have been anything if that first try to Lane was awarded? Yeah, that was a, a bit of blow, but I was a little bit disappointed by the scoring. I guess Brown doesn't have the highest ceiling really, does he? I think... Mm. You need to realise that he never scores really low, but he probably doesn't have the sort of scores that uh, Munster and Walker have. So 
with what I said about the Eels running line, maybe I'll be looking to shuffle them on next week. Yeah, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but is this Maker Sevo's first game back at uh, Combank Stadium since he, he returned from that ACL? Obviously came back against the Bulldogs away from home, and you can check this while I talk. But topsport.com.au, he's the firm favorite here anytime, $1.60 for Maker Sevo to uh, make that Sevo chant ring around Combank on Friday. Clint Gutherson, another one who always seems to pop up around the footy, much like I said with Drinkwater, $1.89 you'll get for the Parramatta captain. I think he might have played at Bank uh, Combank sorry, against the Roosters a few weeks yeah, ago, right. Sevo. Yeah. But this is a great opportunity, like you say, $1.60, um, Probably chuck multis responsible. A good anchor uh, for your top sport multis indeed. Uh, speaking of the Roosters a few weeks ago, um, they need to really start to hit some form, don't they, the Tricolours, because they lost that game to Parramatta. Uh, they've been far from convincing at all stages this season. They get a chance to click into gear against the Dragons this week, although this will be no easy game as well. This one's Saturday afternoon, 3 p.m. kickoff uh, at Coffs Harbour. Is it Coffs or is it uh, Central Coast rather? Uh, yeah. Uh, they lost on Anzac Day, of course, to the Dragons, but before that, they won seven in a row against the Red V. So put that one aside. They probably hold no fears heading into this one. That's, they don't, but this is almost a must-win for the Roosters. Uh, down to ninth now, even with team like even with uh, a team like the Raiders and Atlanta. So they really need to start picking up their game. And look, it has to start here. They were unlucky against Penrith a couple of weeks ago, but this is it's very winnable for them. Yeah, uh, and of course, they'll uh, have to do it without Luke Keary, who uh, won't be there again. That concussion, well, the symptoms of it at least seem to persist, and he's obviously got a history there with those, so wishing him well. Uh, Joey Manu gets another go in the sixth jersey, and James Tedesco named to back up uh, the Blues captain. They're going to need him, aren't they, Teddy? And they're going to need him firing on all cylinders because, uh, I mean, their run isn't easy either, and that, that game against South Sydney... Round 25, the opening of the new SFS, that could be such a grand occasion. I think that's going to come down to whether the Roosters make the, the semis or not. So they have to win games like this where they may be expected to win, and they are with top sport. thirty-eight head-to-head, the Dragons, three dollars and five outsiders. Yeah, that game in round 25, it's going to mean something. For one of those teams, it's going to be the awesome uh, spectacle. Joey Marnie in the six, as you say there. Are we happy with that from a super coach point of view? I think it means more involvement for him than he is in the centers. So mm. I think I'm happy. Yeah, I like it. I think prefer him at fullback, but they're not going to shift Teddy. Um, so, so if he has to play anywhere to get his hands on the footy more, maybe six is the answer. Um, and I think they won their last game when he was at 5-8. I could be wrong, but at least he was more involved. And from a super coach sense, he seems to just pop up with 70s, 80s, 90s. When he doesn't have to do a hell of a lot, those tackle busts, those offloads, they quickly add up. Yeah, 100%. He's just such an involvement player, and their quality touches too. It's not just pass it on. He's breaking tackles. He's putting people through holes. So, yeah, look for him. If Thruce is going to run, I think Manu is going to be someone you want to finish with this year. Uh, anything else we like here? To- anytime try scorers, of course. Um, we're expecting some good weather, hopefully, this weekend. Uh, Saturday afternoon, 3 p.m. game. The Roosters, they may let it sing. And yeah, as it always is with the Roosters to score a try. Well, I was going to say Tupo would be the favourite, but it's the other side. Joseph Suwali, who now heads them off, $1.85 if you think he can score, or that man Manu, $3.10 any time. Bit of value there, I think. Yeah, I'd be all over the Triscorps here in the overs. I think this will be plenty of points on offer, like you say, better weather this weekend. Uh, the Dragons' defence is still pretty, uh, I guess, what's the word? 
jury's out on it. Yeah. Brisbane really walked through them the other day with a lot of their players out. So if the Roosters click into gear, uh, it could be a lot of points. Now let's move this one on to uh, the twilight, the afternoon game here on Super Saturday, Manly and Newcastle. Now there's not a market for this on topsport.com.au, but it would be a $1.01 what price we see Spud Carroll and Chief Harrigan highlights this week or the Darren Albert try in the grand final. to be betting suspended. Uh, Fortress Brookie, I've got here in the notes, the Manly side have won six of seven games at home this year. And the only loss that they had was to that, uh, I guess they snatched... Uh, Defeat from the jaws of victory in that one. They gave it away to the Cowboys. So they really could be unbeaten at home this year. Yeah, Manly seem to just be flying under the radar a little bit. Like, no one's really talking about them ever since they lost Turbo. I think we all just assumed finals was out of their reach. But they're still sitting there. I think they're in ninth. Very close to uh, the top eight. Six out of seven games at home. Yeah, they're building a good fortress there once again. And another very winnable game. They get an extra day's rest upon those other teams we've already mentioned, like the Cowboys, the Sharks, uh, and of course uh, that later game, the Eels, on Friday. Um, in terms of the Origin Stars backing up, that is Daly Cherry Evans and Jake Travojevic. They're expected to turn out. Um, and for the Knights, Jacob Saifidi obviously makes his debut on Wednesday night. Uh, Kalen Ponga and Dane Gagai expected to turn out as well. So obviously... Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Ponga hasn't uh, been there for the Knights in a couple of weeks after back-to-back head knocks but I mean I've got here in the notes as well Tommy a Manly a team that we should seriously be considering yeah I think we can consider Manly honestly that they're playing pretty good footy under the radar like I said a few pot options perhaps DCE maybe Olakuatu and Garrick more likely and then even someone like Buller who we've, we've probably held on to a lot of people would have held on to for a long time now as a cheapie you're probably just happy to end the year with him he's actually playing pretty well yeah, three-round average of 71 for Cooler. Uh, you mentioned DCE there. I'm probably more interested in Ruben Garrick, just looking at their run. Obviously, the Knights this week. Then they're away to the Dragons. They have the Roosters and the Eels at home. So not easy games against teams looking to finish, or finish in the eight or the four in the case of the Eels. But then they have the Titans, the Sharks, the Raiders, and the Bulldogs to finish. So uh, when the whips are cracking, you know Garrick's going to be pumping out those big scores. The only knock I have on getting him this week, I think his break-even's upward of 100. So he'd have to have a great game just to not lose money this week. Yeah, good point. But just looking at that run, you know, the last four weeks probably get me excited. Supercoach finals, you've got Titans, Sharks, Raiders, Bulldogs. So, and if Manly are in contention, which they might be, he's not going to be rested. There's no doubt about that. So he's going to be a good player to have in those uh, last few rounds. Uh, he is, uh, I guess, points dependent though. So if points and weather, I guess, plays a factor as well, like we've seen it the, the last couple of weeks here in Sydney. So I don't know, plenty to take in there. But from the Manly uh, contingent, I'd probably be looking that way uh, to Ruben Garrick. Uh, rounding us out Saturday night, the Titans, the Broncos. Uh, this one's Seabus Super Stadium. The Top Sport Titans, uh, as they are $2.80 outsiders here. The Broncos, $1.44 head to head. And the Broncos, they just continue to surprise us, and uh, I guess they showed that again uh, against the Dragons in round 17. Yeah, I thought that was a really good game. Uh, Dragons came to play, but Broncos, without a lot of their big names, really stood up and showed that they're not going to fall out of this top eight, and I think, I think they're pretty much assured of a final spot the way they're going. Uh, the Titans is a complete opposite story. Um, there's, I guess, a little resurgence start this week, perhaps. 
Uh, you'd be hoping so if you're a Titans fan, although they're probably closer to the wooden spoon than uh, anything else, and, and they'd probably be favourites that way. We'll check in with the top sport futures uh, after our mini break that we do take. Just on the Broncos, Selwyn Cobbo expected to miss this one, and Kirk Capewell as well. In fact, they will be rested. Corey Pakes is uh, going to take a seat as well after that sickening head knock against the Dragons. So uh, Jake Turpin comes back in here. Question I want to put to you, and I know you didn't buy Ezra a few weeks ago when everyone else did but is it time to sell him because he just always finds a way to pop up I think he scored something like four tries in his four games uh, but the guns are starting to return so you've got to ask the question is, is he someone you want to hold for the next few weeks or is it get Munster back or you know keep a drink water well he's not a must sell by any means but I think you know if you've got a player a carrot at the, at the end there like a, a Munster you've got to go to him uh, yeah to go from the end of Munster. So, look, he's done a great job for owners. Oh, I wasn't lucky to get him, but done an awesome job. Uh, for Brisbane, I just want to mention Stags last week. Back to life with 103 points. His best score for about three months. So, uh, look, he, he's a real pod now. Maybe he... His best is really good. It's just he has those real bad games also. He's bad in a super coach sense. I still don't think he's let the Broncos down once this year. Maybe that game against the Cowboys, in fact. Probably around round three, round four. Whenever they played at Suncorp, he was bad that day. Lots of errors. But since then, defensively, he's always sound. He earned a Blues jersey. You're not playing for New South Wales if you're, if you're not a good player. So, um, But in a super coach sense, yeah, you're right. He's 100 or he's 12. And it's those discrepancies which this time of year you just can't be having. You'd rather bank a 65 or 70 out of your center wings. And I don't know his price still, but for those who went to him in round 17, they're probably going to make a bit of cash. And if they can get a couple of good games out of him heading into the Supercoach finals, then they can turn him into someone else. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think he's the worst option despite that low four. Just want to also talk about Tessie New. How good was he the other day? Um, I think he's been much maligned by Broncos fans over the past couple of years, but that was a really good performance, and he's put his name out there to, I guess, be with the club going forward, hopefully. Yeah, what do they do with that fullback role? Because they've signed Walsh, Tessie looked every bit of fullback the other day, albeit against a, a Dragons team without their best player, Ben Hunt, and then they've got Cobbo there as well, who um, could easily wear a number one jersey at any other team, so... Uh, interesting times ahead for the Broncos, an embarrassment of riches of sorts, and uh, uh, credit to them being able to either lure Reese Walsh back or keep these other names there as well. Um, anything else here, this one, uh, Tommy, anytime try scorers, of course, Corey Oates expected to back up, we think, after um, playing Origin, and uh, he would be the favourite way. Uh, in fact, he's not, so he's not even playing. Shows you uh, the, the research I've done here. Delois Hoiter, he scored a hat-trick in Oates' place the other day, ninety. he's the favourite. Yeah, he did well, did a good job. Uh, just did one thing I want to mention for the Titans, Dave Fafita, starting his first game since round seven. Uh, he started the first seven games of the year and he only scored below 50 once with two scores above 100. So don't forget about it. We won't be forgetting about David Feeder anytime soon. You particularly, I don't think. Uh, let's move this one on. The Tigers, the Panthers. Now, this is where we get into the carnage from Teamless Tuesday, as it is tonight, as we record. Nathan Cleary, Isaiah Yo, Liam Martin, Jerome Luai, Brian To'o, Stephen Crichton, and Api Corusau all going to take a rest uh, in this one. Shows you what Ivan Cleary thinks of his old club, the Tigers. Do you reckon he just does it 
just to piss off the Tigers fans. I don't know. They have a long-running battle. It's pretty funny that he's done it again. But he did this last year against West, and West pumped them, I think, 28-6. to So, who knows? They can probably afford to drop a game, though. For Supercoach, as well as those other names that are out, I guess it's good to see still those names like Isaac Tungo and Taylor May. They will turn out. So if you're still hanging on to those two, which plenty are, I guess there is some good news amongst all of the bad. For the Tigers, though, Adam Dewey, he moves to 5'8". Hastings moves to lock. Uh, I'd say that's the first time in his career he's worn the jersey 13. And, of course, that man I spoke up last week, Big Joe O. Offahengawi, uh, he moves to prop. So that could impact his score. And I know plenty went to Big Joe last week. Yeah, well, on your word, I'm assuming, because you were very vocal about him last week. And uh, he's, he's doing a good job. Uh, what do we make of these Panthers players that are rested? I guess Nathan Cleary, you're not going to be getting rid of him. You've mm. just got to sit him there for a week and just hope it's only one week. Uh, I guess Brighton, maybe some people still have. Ryan Topper, you're probably just waiting on him as well. Yeah, interesting to see if they get injured as well. As, as we say, recording this pre-Origin 3, if Cleary's injured tomorrow night, well then he's an immediate sell because you turn his 750 into someone else, potentially a fullback and move Nico up, or it could be a DCE, a Jerome Hughes. So plenty of options there, not wishing injury upon it, but uh, hard to sort of uh, go too far into depth about what to do with those Penrith players before they play the decider. For what it is... And despite all those outs, Penrith, $1.36 favourites still with topsport.com.au. This one's Sunday afternoon footy, so uh, if they can let the ball sing the Panthers, they could uh, still put on plenty of points without uh, those big names there. The Storm and the Raiders, now they, uh, they're they the 4pm uh, game on Sunday afternoon. The Storm back at Amy Park. Uh, they've had a, a good record there. They've won their past five straight against Canberra overall. But I want to talk about Ryan Pappenhausen. And he could be very well the king of Amy Park. He scored 18 tries in his past 10 home games there. And he hasn't not scored in 10 straight games at home. So he scored in 10 consecutive games at Amy Park. All up in his career, he scored 21 tries from 22 games at Amy Park. And he came off the bench in six of those games. So for what it is, $1.24 head-to-head the Melbourne Storm. You're not going that way. Perhaps has had plenty of knockers. Um throughout the course of this week, $1.82 to, to score a try this week. Ryan Pappenhausen, put me down for it. All of that makes me scared to be Raiders fan on Sunday because it sounds like he's going to have a field day. Monster back as well. And I think with Cleary being out, you'd have to put good money on Paps being very high percentage captain. And it's hard to argue, really. It is when you go with that. And obviously all those factors considered the Sunday afternoon game as well. It just uh, sets up nicely for Pappenhausen. In those games, though, he did kick plenty of goals. And that's a question I have for you here. Is he still that appealing super coach player without the goal kicking? I think it makes up about 35% of his total output on any given day. So if that ceiling of 100, 120, suddenly down to 80, is he still as desirable now as he was you know, at the start of the season? I guess not, but he's still... I still think even without that, he's still like almost a must-have. He, his ability to score quick points, even when not goal, just uh, surpasses pretty much any other player in the game. So are we even sure that he's not going to kick? I don't think many was kicking well, but you never know. Perhaps could get it. I think it depends on how he feels on the day. Um, so keep an eye on that. Cameron Munster, named to return at 5'8". He won't be there for Queensland in Game 3. Uh, obviously, COVID ruled him out of that, but he gets enough of a turnaround here to be there for the Storm. 
Uh, and for the Maroons, rather, the, the Raiders, their Maroons uh, prop, uh, Papali'i. He's been named and uh, he'll be monitored after that decider. Jack White not expected to play in Game 3. But I want to ask the question, has CMK been dropped? Because I think he's not on the bench and... Uh, is that just a sign of your time's done here in uh, in Canberra? Yeah, I think so. Uh, he was only really on the bench as injury coverage, and James Schiller's back on the bench, and he's becoming a bit of a, a nightmare if you have him on your supercoach bench like I still do because he's yeah. going to come on and get four points. So it kind of makes the loophole uh, not attractive. No, um, and that is another thing to consider this time of year, those guys on your bench that you probably don't want to have. And we saw that last uh, last week with popular trade-ins. I think of Jed Cartwright would have been someone that plenty went to last week, 205,000. Looked a good prospect starting in the back row. This week he's back on the bench. So uh, I think he's turned out about a 49 or 50 last week. It could be a 25 this week, and that's not what you want. Uh, this time of year. Anything else here, Tommy, uh, that you like, uh, topsport.com.au, anything that you can sort of tip us into because you're seeing them well super coach wise it's all you can find is a winner. Not seeing it as well on the punt, so maybe not for me. Uh, I think we should mention also Brandon Smith is currently at the judiciary about his uh, charge calling the record sheet. Uh, he's going to get a few weeks. I know he's been a popular trade-in lately at his rock bottom price, but He's just burning owners constantly this year. Yeah, for what it is, uh, breaking news literally minutes ago, uh, he's been uh, given a three-match suspension for that uh, cheating bastard remark. So uh, three weeks for that. Probably fair. Probably probably don't want to be encouraging the kids to spray the ref. No, I, I look, I agree. I'd say it. But the way the referee reacted, I thought it was all over, so I must admit. All right, last game of the week here. Uh, this one, uh, an evening game on Sunday. So no Thursday night footy, but we get the Sunday 6.15pm slot back. The Bulldogs and the Rabbitohs to round us out. Obviously, Matt Burton named to back up for the Bulldogs. Gets a, an extended break here, almost, uh, well, five days rest after game three. TPJ back as well. Uh, good news for the Dogs. And Alex Johnston, Mark Nichols are back for the Bunnies. So both teams welcoming back some troops. Absolutely. I think this game for South, uh, they just need to prove again that they're the real deal. They need to go on with this game, put a score on. And I think the owners of, you know, Cody and Luttrell, or well, it might be Isaiah Tass as well, they'd be licking their lips because this is a really good fixture on paper. Yeah, I want to talk about Luttrell. Um, and he's probably the one that, that you would want to go to. I know you did a couple of weeks ago. Plenty did last week, round 17. Uh, with his uh, non-origin availability. Scores of 99 and 93 in his past two weeks. Cleary out this week does open the door for Latrell to come into a lot of teams. Obviously, you bank a bit of cash. You shift Nico to, to halfback potentially. Is he a must for the run home, though? Or is there other fullback options there that you think uh, are better suited ahead of Latrell? Because he does look dangerous, but we know South's run is, is going to turn eventually. Yeah, no, he does look good. I wouldn't say he's a must. Like, he's still a risk. And as we saw the other night, he's almost a risk of getting suspended every week. He just does some silly things. But yeah, at his price at the moment, I think he's still maybe 650 even less. He's really hard to say no to. Um, I guess Tedesco is probably someone else you could look at up Origin. The Roosters get on a run. So maybe one of those two will be uh, your slot aside, Pappenhausen, not fullback. South's a dollar twenty nine head to head here. The line ten and a half. Uh, 
if you're playing the line there, uh, and to score a try, we always look at it. Alex Johnston, a dollar fifty-nine, so expected to just pick up where he left off. It's pretty short. Latrell, two dollars and seventeen. Cody Walker, can he score back-to-back weeks? Two dollars fifty-nine for Cody. Uh, anything else here? Just on that South's run, obviously um, expect it to get a much more difficult back end of the year, and this is how it is. Um, they finish with the Roosters, obviously, um, but next week, from next week is when it gets really difficult. They have the Storm, then they have the Sharks, uh, uh, at home to the Warriors, away to the Eels, and then they finish with the Panthers, the Cowboys, and a grudge match against the Roosters. So uh, looking at this here, they play all of the top four teams in the last seven weeks. So not an easy run home for Latrell Mitchell, nor South Sydney. It is very difficult. Um, I probably didn't realize how difficult was uh, it's a good little period at the moment for them, but it is going to get hard. So maybe do factor that in before you buy. Uh, I would say just in terms of betting, sorry, dollar fifty nine for AJ. I know it's short, but if you're going to have one bet this weekend, you probably deserve that because they go left every single time. Have one bet, but make it a big one. Gamble responsibly. Topsport.com.au. Tommy, we're going to take a quick break here. On the other side, we're going to talk captains, our trading places, and answer a couple of your questions as well. Having a bet on sport this week? Top this. Whether you're into cricket and curling or golf and greyhounds, Top Sport will let you on for plenty. And with literally hundreds of markets from your own backyard to the international stage, Top Sport has you well covered. So if you want to get the top odds every time, bet with Top Sport. Top that. Download the app today. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Don't let the game play. You stay in control. Gamble responsibly. Yeah, welcome back. Uh, the Supergoats 365 podcast, proudly brought to you again this season by topsport.com.au. Uh, let's hope we can make it three years uh, on the bounce this time next year with Tristan and co. Uh, look, let's talk a little bit of state of origin before we do talk captains. And, of course, we look at the markets for Top Sport. Uh, just looking here, I tipped everyone into Queensland a few weeks ago at the $2.25. I thought it was a special. Sorry if you got on early because uh, Queensland on the back of the Munster out now $3.50. Still think it's a, a good price at home, but it's going to be a much tougher job now without their marquee man. It looks hard to me. Uh, I think Munster is far and away the best players. The heart and soul of that team. Just don't see where a lot of their points come from without him. So I think the Blues and maybe third and uh, Of course, um, you can check all those markets out. Uh, there's plenty there, topsport.com.au. Gamble responsibly if you are having a play on Origin or Round 18. And that's where we look to now, Tommy, in terms of captains. We've spoken no Nathan Cleary uh, this week at least. Uh, we're hoping he gets to Origin unscathed. But uh, looking at just at this week in isolation, where are we looking for a captain? Obviously, early in the round, Nico Hines, a, a vice-captaincy chance against the Cowboys, although... Uh, their defensive uh, prowess this year has, has been good, so maybe not a lot of points for the Sharks in that one. Yeah, it's not an easy fixture by any means for the Sharks, but I do think this is the nature of Hines. He's worth putting the vice-captain on. He, he's such a high-ceiling player. Past two games, he's got 96 both times, really effortlessly, uh, admittedly against Titans and Bulldogs. So this is harder, but as a vice-captain, I think he's still a little no Cleary, so then we look uh, later in the weekend, and obviously Ryan Pappenhausen stands out as probably one of the most popular captain picks this week. But again, I've asked the question, he's goal-kicking. It is such a, an integral part of his supercoach output. Does that even maybe, you know, you, you go another way with Latrell Mitchell or a Cody Walker against the Bulldogs uh, on Monday? Yeah, 
Yeah, look, I think perhaps at Amy, like the stats before that you were saying, and the Raiders' defence, on its day, it's okay, but we've also been known to leak some. So, look, perhaps it's hard to go past, but if you're really chasing a pod or you're chasing points this week, I think Latrell would be a great option as well. Obviously, uh, we went that way in round 17. Isaiah Papali, he gets a good game against his former club, uh, played his future club, at least we think, last week in the Tigers. This week, his former club, the Warriors, scored a try. Back at Combank, he's never going to let you down either. So maybe he could be a vice-captain Friday night against the Warriors uh, in that one. Tommy, let's talk our trading places. Now, I want you to kick us off because you've uh, you've locked in one move. Uh, I'm not sold on any yet, but uh, stay tuned after Origin. But this is the way that you're looking uh, ahead of round 18. Yeah, it's a trade which... I was not planning to make it all, but I just had a bit of a rush of blood. So it could change before Thursday. Uh, so look out for our team list on Friday this week. Look out for our team list on Instagram. But Sean Lane is out. Uh, he's done a good job for a couple of weeks for me, but I just not sold on the Eels run the next few weeks. And his break-even's got right up there. And I need to find some cash somewhere. So I've saved, I think, 50K and gone to uh, Dave Peter. Obviously, a high ceiling player who was in everyone's team at the start of the year. Yeah. And when he started, I think he started the first seven weeks. He only scored below 50 once with three or four big scores over 80. So, if he can recapture that sort of form starting, hopefully, for the rest of the year, I think he's a good good time to get in. And I'm sure he'll be higher owned in the next few weeks. Making the move early there. I don't hate it. Just for feeder and, and I mean... I think he's played in the centres this year. He's obviously started the back row, off the bench as well. There's just so much going on around him. He's just That's why I sold him. I think I sold him round two, and I've never looked at him again. Just that, what do you call it, lack of security in his position. He's the best player on his day, but his day this year has just been few and far between. It's a risk you're willing to take, though. Yeah, look, I just don't think I'm... I think Sean Lane at 600-plus K, I just think I'm willing to get rid of him. And yeah. the feeder... Look, if I want to try and win this thing or get to 100, I've got to take some risks. And Fafita's the sort of player that can get you those big scores. So I'm happy to go to him. I've got enough second rows to cover if he doesn't play one week. Yep. Yeah, I'm happy to be with him. All right, so you have six trades remaining, and I think you had about $42,000 in the bank. No boosts, obviously. Um, so, again, things are going to get very, very tight for you back end of the year, but you're confident you've got the depth in your squad to cover any injuries post-origin leading into, uh, well, the final seven weeks. Yeah, I've got a pretty deep squad now, I think, with probably 20 good players. So, barring heaps of injuries, there won't be much trading happening after this week, that's for sure. Sounds good for me, though. Uh, look, as I said, I was planning to use one of my final three boosts this week. i still got three up my sleeves. I'll, I, I really targeted this week as a, a sort of, a, you know, okay, game on sort of week. Uh, Mam was going to be a sell. Um, but now his break-even's a manageable 30-odd, so whether or not I'm selling him against the Titans, that looks a good game for Brisbane suddenly. Uh, Josh King was also going to be a sell, but now Brandon's out, so he's starting at lock, and we've seen what he can do on his day. Uh, and Ben Travojevic was going to be another sell, but he's not playing this week, so he's no damage from the auto-emergency sense, and he's not going to lose any more money. So suddenly these three outs that I had last week I'm happy to roll with them one more week. For what it is worth, I was going to bring back in Munster, get in Valentine Holmes and Cameron Murray as well. So it would have been three big guns and three Origin players to come in after Origin. 
suddenly I'm thinking, I, I might just sit there one more week, save the trade, still have 10 left, $838,000 in the bank. I am handicapping myself a little bit, but the plan was there to get those three in and then Garrick and a couple of nuffs next week and, and almost be happy with that team. So I don't know, maybe it's just putting the plans on ice for one more week. Yeah, it's a bit disappointing about Bow for you. And I see what you mean with Ma'am and Munster. How many trades do you have left overall? Still 10 to go. Um, so still there, three boosts as well. So you think there's nine trades in, in, in yeah, that. Yeah, so are you going to actually use all those three boosts? That's what I'm thinking. Like, you know, with this many rounds to go, if you used all your boosts, that really only leaves you four weeks left to trade. Yeah. Or individual look- weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd have one. Uh, I'd have to go a month using only one trade, and that's why I wanted to get to the finished squad inverted commas finished sooner rather than later. So to just have that, the final squad as such, and then use the final boost round twenty five to just get warm bodies because I'm expecting some more restings to happen in that final week. And um, if you I could don't have, have to use your boost, you know. No, you, you don't. If you don't want to, like you don't have to use it. I feel like I, you know, it's. It's like when mum gives you 20 bucks to go to the canteen and you only spend five. I've just wasted the other 15. Um, that's that's the way I look at it anyway. I'd, I think I want to use all three and I just want to time it right. So this week may not be a week to use it. Of course, like you said there, Tommy, all of our final teams and our captain's call as well. We'll put that on our Instagram on Thursday night, the captains, and uh, probably Friday night to come kick off um in that one there the cowboys the sharks to get us uh, underway there um okay anything else here before we get into our listeners questions obviously there's going to be plenty of these on the back of uh an indifferent bye week it's it's going to be hard some people are going to be happy with their round 17 scores some others not so let's just take a couple of questions here we'll look it up and obviously kicking us off blake's brushworks the best painter in southwest Sydney. Check him out on Instagram, Blake's underscore Brushworks with an X. He says, pod question. Boys, before we get into the question, a big thanks to you both. I found my way into the top 2K this week after a big moving week. Thanks to the guidance of you lads, especially you, Tommy Hudson. Question for you both, though. Would you now consider rounds uh, 18 to 25 Supercoach finals of sorts or a whole new competition? Well, it is different now because for the last, I think, two or three months, I've been looking ahead to firstly round 13 and then round 17. Now I don't have to plan for any of that. I can really just stack my team with guns yeah. and just go all out for the rest of the game. So, yeah, I, I think it is different. Also says here is Brendan Smith a sell. He's going to have to sit for three weeks, but he could be vital in rounds 24 and 25, providing Harry Grant may get a rest. I think you probably get rid of him. Oh. I just don't think it's much worth keeping him in your squad. What do you think? No, I wouldn't. Uh, anyway, besides that, you, you're sort of with the Brandon move. You're hoping that uh, Harry Grant rests. No certainty there that they're going to rest Harry um, back end of the year. Jean-Paul says, uh, Jean-Paul Dalil on Instagram says, Ma'am to Moses or Ma'am still a keep? I think I've answered that one. I'm, I'm happy to run Ezra a couple of more weeks at least. Maybe just one more, but definitely no rush to sell him now. Yeah, there's no rush. Uh, I mean personal preference I guess but he's doing a good job he's involved in a lot of their attacking play and he, he looks like he's there for the rest of the year still on Ezra Owen Shembury asks hey guys do you reckon it's worth selling Mam to Dill Brown this week even with the break even of 90 for Brown obviously a good game uh, for Para against the Warriors we've said it a couple of times but everyone's interest in selling Mam suddenly just turned the other way on the back of what, what he showed against the Dragons last week yeah look Dylan Brown, I'm not sure about his ceiling, so I'm not too hot on Dylan Brown at the moment, personally. 
Some others here, Adam Blundell, big fan of the show, has been listening every week for the last two years. So shout out to you, Adam. Says Latrell or Teddy for the run home. It's like splitting hairs. I don't know. Uh, Latrell at the moment, but I think, like you said earlier, the South Run gets tricky. What do you think? You just know that Teddy's going to put this team on his back, I think. You know, <laughs> we haven't seen it yet. We've seen glimpses at stages, but. Remember the old, you know, super coach gun Tedesco, just average 95. He just scored tries. Yes, it was a different Roosters team there with uh, Cooper Cronk in it, but you just know the captain's going to come back. He's going to win this Origin game on Wednesday and come back for the Roosters and really get serious uh, in terms of getting his team into the finals. So going of the two, I think Latrell's probably got the, the better base if you throw in his goal kicking into that, but you just know Teddy's going to turn it on, I think, the final seven weeks so give me teddy i'll, I'll go against you there uh massimo mastrelli says does deloise hoiter have any job security at the broncos i don't think so Cobo is not going to lose his spot and Corey Oates has been great this year yep uh no security there alex brigo says how quickly do we need to get joey tarpanay in or is it too late the bird may have flown i mean he's still putting out great numbers so if you want quality, it's, it's not too late. I'd be getting him in ASAP. Suddenly, though, now you're paying for what you're getting. I think a few weeks ago when he had that low break even, I rushed to get him against the Knights. I think he turned out an 80, uh, and then he backed it up with another 90 or something against the Dragons uh, the, the week after that. So maybe too late for Tarpanay, but if you're willing to pay the price, I don't think he's going to let you down. Wolf underscore Larson says, thoughts on who's more important this week, Munster or Grant? Jesus, it's a tricky one. I'm just thinking of who else you could have in those slots. At 5'8", Walker and Brown both have good games. At Hooker, Damien Cook has a good game. So I, I think it's 50-50, honestly. Yeah, I look, I'd probably go Munster. I just think he's the class player there at 5'8". And Harry Grant, look, I haven't owned him all year. He seemed a player I really wanted to get to, but then Cook and Coruscant just keep scoring points. So for me, it's Munster or Dylan Brown and... I'd rather be with Munster than Brown, to be honest. Uh, Carol Fox says, Tarpanay or Fafita. Tommy, you know both are good on their day. You just spoke up Tarpanay and you, you've traded in Fafita this week. So if you had to pick one or the other, who would it be? God, that's so hard. That's a good question. Um, <laughs> well, Fafita has a higher ceiling maybe, but Tarpanay's consistency, maybe Tarpanay, honestly, the way he's going, he's hard to say no to. I think the duel as well. You've got to consider that, Joey Tarpanay. Uh, dual position, front row, second row. So give me Joey Tarpanay again for feeder. I think he's just so frustrating. We know what he can do. He just doesn't do it. Liam Champney says, he's Joey Manu a must? I'm going to say yes. I reckon he's going to be the, probably the best CTW going home. Definitely. It's just the price, which is a worry, isn't it? 700000 Could have got him you know, mid-fives um, heading into round 13. So, yeah, disappointing if you missed him from then because he's just kept scoring points. That break-even's been high, but he's been breaking it. Uh, Jack Murdoch says, uh, Yo, Lolo, Angus, okay to run home with. If not, who would you get them out for? Ola Kawatu. Uh, he's got Papali'i and Tarpane up front and uh, Max King and... Uh, Isaac Tungo as backup. So there's a bit happening there. Yeah, it's definitely like okay to run home with. I think maybe Yo being out this week would maybe lead you to selling him perhaps for you could go to Fafita like I did if you want someone high ceiling, even though he's a bit of a risk. Uh, other than that, there's not a lot of great second rows out there this year. Madison's injured. Uh, Kick out from Panthers is another one, but maybe 
you prefer the outcome, sure. You've got to consider as well, what are you playing for? Is it the overall rank? Is it head-to-head comps? Because suddenly if you are playing like you are, Tommy, your move this week with Fafita, you've gone the high ceiling. But if you just want to lock down a good score week to week and, and win your head-to-head comps and probably just stick solid with those you know, 60, 65 point per game uh, back rowers there. In terms of your front rowers, I think you bang on the money there with uh, Papa, uh, sorry, Papali'i, Isaiah, and uh, Joey Tarpane there. Um, no need to change what you're doing there. Let's finish with this one, Tommy. Riley Milton 4 says, I didn't get uh, Pappenhausen last week. He expected to drop a little bit. Uh, does he grab him this week or does he go get Latrell and go for Paps later? Because Paps is probably going to lose a little bit more cash again this week. But again, very quickly, we saw it against Manly. He can just turn a nothing score into 130 in the blink of an eye. Yeah, it's you just got to make a call, I think. Both Paps and Latrell look like they're going to score big on Sunday. So you just got to, whoever you like more, you're just going to go. But I think you have to get Paps eventually. So keep that in mind. Yeah, I think he's definitely someone that you want to be finishing off the season with. Ryan Pappenhausen. Uh, before then, though, Tommy, we've got an Origin game to get through Wednesday night. Game three, the decider. And then we can put it behind us. By planning, trades, etc. That's all done and dusted. Round 18 upon us. We look forward to the remaining seven weeks of Supercoach. Yeah, it's very much favourite part of the NRL season post-Origin. Everyone warming up for the finals, so looking forward to Stay tuned with us. After Origin, we'll post the captain's call. Like we say, our final teams heading into round 18, and we'll answer any other questions you may have on the Instagram as well, at Supercoach365. Ryan and Tommy, enjoy your Origin footy. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.